This is the mudpunters.com.au podcast for Thursday the 26th of April 2018 and in our 99th episode breaking news headlines this week. In the NRL and games have been marred in recent weeks with a string of controversial decisions from the bunker in video reviews with real head scratches coming in the Melbourne Storm victory over the Brisbane Broncos and the Dragons' Anzac Day win over the Sydney Roosters. Mm. Referees boss Bernard Sutton has laughed off suggestions that Nene McDonald simply dropped the ball whilst attempting to score a try to, in effect, shut down the Dragons in their win against the Roosters. Or, sorry, shut down the Roosters in the... You know what I mean. <laughs> Same thing. Yeah. I told you I didn't read this beforehand. Keep going. <laughs> he suggested the bunker was simply following a sponsor's directive from KFC and wanted to deliver a real zinger of their own to the fans. <laughs> Did you get that? Nice. Yeah. Okay, yeah. hang on, there's more, there's more. He mm. further added on the Slater mm. dropped ball drop kick try decision that everyone oh. wants to see Brisbane get beaten, so wondered what all the fuss was about, though did concede that smoking marijuana to help relax video referees was probably a bad idea <laughs> and that it may be reviewed in coming weeks. <laughs> Come on, boys. I've got two more of those. Here we go. That was good. That was good. Good The Jamaican netball team has been shocked following New Zealand's netball governing body decision not to let them take home the trophy they won in a pre-Commonwealth Games tournament. Mm. When asked about the matter, New Zealand netball operations manager Kate Agnew suggested the tiny Jamison trophy was a perpetual onshore trophy and had never been won previously by a visiting team. (laughs) <laughs> Given New Zealand always whinges about punching above their weighted international sport with a country of 4.5 million, the Jamaicans have suggested they keep the trophy as their cabinets are already chock full anyway with a variety of gold and silverware after all, and they have just 60% of the population of New Zealand, so how would they know? <laughs> And back to the NRL, where Manly are in all sorts of hot, steamy turds Mm, after a lacklustre start to the season, and now revelations that six players have been fined for breaking curfew at a strip club following the side's round five clash with the Titans in Gladstone. You know the side is in trouble when protocol suggests they should stand down the players, though discover they've just received fines instead, aren't named to the public, and are allowed to take the field this weekend. Mm. Coach Trent Barrett has suggested it was all just a misunderstanding, though, as he said that watching Manly was like watching a show with a pack of dildos running around, whilst the players (laughs) said he thought that they should go and run around to go and watch a dildo show. Given the players were forced to endure a strip club in Gladstone already as punishment, Barrett said fines of $1,500, which matched the cost of lap dances at the club, was sufficient for the players at this stage. Unplanned, unrehearsed and unedited. This is the mudpunters.com.au podcast. Is that the four-minute intro done already? Hello, everybody. My name's PK. Welcome to another Mug Punters podcast. And if you didn't think that was funny, then maybe you don't want to hit one of our subscribe (laughs) buttons on the website or contact us via social media on Twitter at MugPuntersPod or on Facebook, just search for MugPuntersPodcast. Will you try and write an intro? It's hard. Uh, Anyway, I'm joined as I am every week, as you heard him in the background there of the intro. G'day, Bats. Hello, PK. How are you? Look, I'm more excited than the single Sydney Kings fan after they signed Andrew Bogut in a real coup for the NBL this week. Though, to be fair, 
I was also a little bit surprised that the NBL was still actually a thing. I mean, do the Newcastle Falcons still play? I'm, I'm not sure. Derek Rucker? I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Thing, Derek Rucker. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, after that 42-minute intro, PK, I'll have to cut mine in half so we don't run out of recording tape. But huge week of sport once again, boys. And I've been glued to the happenings in the tennis this week. Leighton Hewitt is coming out of retirement. John Farnham style for the 13th what? time to compete in a doubles tournament. And our friend Novak Djokovic is back to his 2007-2008 playing style of tennis where he comes out and beats the best players in the world some tournaments but manages to lose first round matches against total noofers when odds on favourite. This time it was a second round loss in Barcelona to 144th ranked Mm. Martin Kleisen. Now Mm. I'm not suggesting anything untowards but let's just say it's all wise for us to follow the Joker's movements over the next few months as the dramatic exits are sure to continue with a price about his opponents being excellent value for a small cash injection, boys. Yeah, no mm. problems there. And also joined this week, here's the man who acted as wardrobe consultant to Will and Kate for their first photos with the new royal baby. Hello, Mr. Mills. <laughs> <laughs> G'day, boys. Uh, great to be with you, as always. And uh, Bart's actually just stolen my thunder for, for my own intro slash oh. outro there with the news, Leighton Hewitt. Mm. Uh, back on deck to play uh, tennis, uh, doubles tennis over there in Portugal. But mm. uh, look, boys, if you thought you had a bad weekend, maybe you were blueing with the misses or, or had a wipe on the punt, spare a thought for the Flinders University Crabs <laughs> playing in Division 7 oh. of the Adelaide AFL League, mm-hmm. which boys in three games so far this season have scored only three goals Mm. And been beaten by margins of 187, oh. 223, and on the weekend yeah. were held scoreless as oh. the opposition piled on a very inaccurate 43 goals and 25 behinds <laughs> for a total of 283 <laughs> to nil. And now, boys, uh, more bad news for the Crabs because with a growing injury list from a squad oh, of no. 20 players... The rest of the season's look looking pretty bleak. Mm. But President Captain Dean Schofield says the club is about building a really strong culture. Now, mm. presumably he's talking about a Petri dish in the uni <laughs> in the uni science lab because I'm not sure there's much that can be done about the on-field situation. So oh. keep an eye on the crabs over there in the Adelaide AFL just, League boys. Yeah, but, just a quick question, Mills. Oh, sorry, sorry, PK. Mm. Is the is the Crabs a women's AFL team? Because that three goals sounds about like a, a finishing scoreline for a, the women's <laughs> AFL. Mills. No, I did have a look. It's uh, it's a it's a male team, but oh, uh, yeah, certainly yeah, yeah. a fair bit of work to do. But <laughs> were you were you so. surprised? Were you surprised that Mills was making the comment there to keep your eye on the Crabs rather than the doctor this time? <laughs> <laughs> Reminds me of schoolies. The Mud Punters Previous Punting Payouts. Alright, let's get on Previous Punting Payouts. Wow, aren't our pockets lined, Bats? They actually are, believe it or not, boys. I'm back. Focusing mm. completely on the A-League last week and backing the two Melbourne teams in the city in the victory in their elimination finals was money for jam, boys. For the punters that actually bothered getting on, there would have been a collective $3.10. But most importantly, it's a much-needed worthwhile weekly wager for me this year. And I'll pony up again this week. Mr. Mills, please tell me Mm. you've got more good news. Uh, It wasn't too bad there on the Group 1s, boys. One from two there for, Mm. uh, you know, Mm -hmm. roughly a break-even result. But 
It was my worthwhile wager of the week that I was most excited about. Uh, The horse called Action over there in the Derby in the West. Mm. And, well, hopefully you snapped up the good early odds because after being backed in to start $3.50 favourite, he was utterly dominant, just charging away in the straight to win by plenty. Now... Mm. There's a rough chance he'll show up in Adelaide for the Derby in a couple of weeks' time, but either way, boys, he's a horse for the future and can be followed with plenty of confidence. So, uh, yeah, some good money in the kick here over at the Mills household. Well Well played there, boys. And, of course, with my worthwhile wager last week, I took Geelong plus 22.5 at that $1.50 against Port Adelaide. And you were in doubt at a point in time in the match just before the opening bounce. But other than that, 56.5, the effective margin there, gentlemen. Never, Mm -hmm. never a question. West Coast a little bit tighter getting over Carlton by just 10. And then for my final leg of the worthwhile wager, GWS has incredibly drawn with St Kilda. I was already on the balcony with the bottle of champagne to bust it out <laughs> F1 style, boys, after Mills's little collect with action and your little collect in the A-League. And I thought, we are going to sweep this week. And the only thing I was sweeping was some of the cobwebs off the balcony as the <laughs> champagne has gone back on ice. And there's only one way to kick off this week in sport. Oh, of And big, big news this week in Winks Watch, Mr. Mills. Mm. <laughs> Let's move on to the NRL. And wow, wasn't that big news. I, look, I have been having some problems with the recording equipment there, so I'm not sure if that came through loud and clear. But if you missed that news on Winks, well, wow. we can never play that again, can we, Bart? <laughs> No, no, it was outstanding. <laughs> okay, maybe we should get on to the NRL as Winks takes a little break. And we've only got six games remaining after the Anzac Day clashes yesterday, which, uh, mm. Bartz, I don't know about you, but I was two from two yesterday. Um, Yeah, I... who played again? I've got... He's drag, <laughs> dragons over the Rooters and then Melbourne just toasting the Warriors. Oh, easy. Easy uh, money, easy money. Yes. Easy money. Yes. Uh, Mr. Mm. Mills, let's kick it off. We've got mm. Souths taking on the Brisbane Broncos. Mm. And it's the Rabbitohs, boys. $1.55. Mm. The Broncos, two fifty-five. Yes. Cam Murray returns from a hamstring strain to replace Sam Burgess, who got that two-week suspension. Mm. Uh, for the Broncos, they're, they're in all sorts. Andrew McCulloch yeah, awesome. is out with an elbow for four to six weeks, which brings the world's biggest hooker into playing Josh Maguire. Starting at hooker and Sam Tagatizi um, coming onto the bench there. Um, the, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I'm tipping the rabbits, PK. Look, mm. I, I'd also like to eat a turd sandwich. Um, you know, I, <laughs> have you got that 20 cent coin that we tossed last week? Because, mm. I mean, the Broncos, they're in all sorts, which is, I, I haven't been this happy since the first time that I realised that my daughter's Frozen DVD had scratches on it and couldn't be played. But anyway, uh, Mr. Mills, the next game, we've got Manly at home to the Knights. This is interesting, isn't it? Manly, as short as $1.55, the mm. Knights, two fifty. Oh, the Knights, friendless boys after yep. Mitchell Pearce has done that pectoral injury. Um, you know, he could be out for up to 16 weeks. 
You know, they're Ugh. saying possibly 10, which would be a better case scenario. Connor Watson does make his return, um, but he's going to be partner, partnering Jack Cogger in the half. So very young halves combination there, PK. It's going to be a tough ask for the Knights, I, be- I believe. Oh, look, the Knights are in about as much trouble as a KKK Kentucky tour into Harlem without Pierce. <laughs> oh, look, I've heard the faithful still saying they can win without him, which I guess is technically true given that we did win like five matches in the last three years without him. So we are a chance, mm. but mainly at home. Look, they're, they're much happier now. They're closer to, to far more classier strip joints than Gladstone. But let me ask you this, Mr. Mills. Strip mm. joints in Gladstone, first of all, like th- these NRL players, they could sniff it out, couldn't they? But does the punishment match the crime? Should they have dropped these players or do you think their $1,500 fines and not naming the players is enough in this day and age? <laughs> oh, it's all, all about uh, the, your, your level of values, I suppose, boys, isn't it? And uh, I don't think, uh, you know, having a, a fun night out at a, a particular club is uh, anything really that uh, troublesome these days. I mean, you'd feel pretty dirty getting in trouble for going to a Gladstone strip club, Barts. I... <laughs> oh, oh, you know, I've got I've got no time for strip clubs in Gladstone. I'm more of a high class facility. Yeah, I think yeah, I think you're, you're spot on there, Pete. Uh, yeah. Except you would just feel really dirty after going to a Gladstone <laughs> strip club. Very good. Uh, Penrith take on the doggies. They do. It's a dollar fifty-five. The uh, Panthers, mm. two dollars fifty for the Bulldogs. Mm. Yeah, the uh, Panthers unchanged from last week. Um, the Bulldogs, uh, they got through that bruising loss to the Roosters without injury also. I really have no clue what's going to happen in this game, PK. Panthers have been in really good form last week. They sort of struggled a bit, so no clue. What have you got for us? Look, surely Penrith are the down-down prices are down Cole special this week in this one. Like, the doggies, they are all over the shop this year. You, mm. you can't come for them at all. Penrith looking pretty good. And I, I think that's a fairly juicy price about the Panthers there. So it's probably my nice. best bet, the NRL, this week. Uh, Gold Coast taking on the Sharkies. Mm. Um, Two fifteen for the Titans. $1.70 for the Sharks, and uh, does anyone care? Mm. <laughs> it's a good point, Mr. Mills. I actually do think the Titans are value here. The Coach Garth Brennan's dropped Kane Elgie in that game. Um, mm. I believe Cartwright's going to, who's been playing minutes off the bench and is a far too good of a player not to be playing more minutes, is going to start at 5'8 this week. Um, the Sharks... Uh, lose Luke Lewis again. They're in all yeah. sorts with injuries with Gallon out. There's a chance that Wade Graham will play this weekend. Um, but I, I, I think the Titans are a good value there, PK. Look, you know you're going bad when the, the Sharks are facing wooden spoon contenders and are barely favourites. But my note here <laughs> is actually interesting. My note here says I can actually see the Gold Coast winning here. So that would be mm. my uh, that would be my roughie of the week. And obviously you've come for them as well. So put your house on the Sharks. Uh, North Queensland versus the Ray. Raiders, Mr. Mills. Mm, and they're short here, the Cowboys. Mm. $1.42 on the market I'm looking at. Two eighty-five for the Raiders. Mm. Yeah, and the Cowboys finally got back to some kind of form. JT's been having a Barry Croker to start the year. Um, mm. So he played some decent football last week. You'd think they're probably going to be too good at home. Yeah, who would have thought this would be such a low-ranked game at the start of the season, right? Like, money seems right with North Queensland at home, but, you know, how long do punters stick firm with the cows? Do they even make the finals from this point? I guess the point is the Raiders probably aren't making the finals at this point, and the North <laughs> North Queensland, you'd still probably back in. Barts, if you had to frame a market about North Queensland making the eight at this point? $2.80. Oh, mm. wow. Outsiders. Okay, interesting. Para versus West Tigers to round <laughs> out uh, this round, Mr. Mills. 
Well, and the Eels finally getting on the board with their first win of the season recently. <laughs> yeah. And um, perhaps uh, the market taking that into consideration, they're $2.05 outsiders. The West Tigers, $1.78. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see how the Tigers bounce back from that loss. Um, Jared Haynes out again with his recurrence of his hip injury there. Ah. Bevan Bevan French is back in the team. Um, Do Para continue their winning ways? I do not know. West Tigers have been consistent all year. I have no clue and, you know, should go straight to the Queen again this week, but I don't have it on me. PK. Did, did you say Jared Hayne is out again this weekend, Bart? Yeah. Yeah. West Tigers win bet click. <laughs> uh, look, Para finally got their W last week, but it was good to see, Bart, that your, you know, your theory of keep doubling your bet on Parramatta every week and eventually they'll win strategy worked a treat. Yeah, um, or even for the year. It's brilliant. Yeah, I'd rather <laughs> take my chances with an out-of-date Pop-Tart than put money on this game, to be fair. But Jared Hayne out mm. gives me more confidence in uh, the fact that Parramatta are a chance. But yeah, I'll stick clear of that one. So <sighs> maybe we just move forward. <laughs> and we've got some Formula One action now. Mr. Mills, finally mm. some excitement in the F1 this week. Danny Rick breathing life into the championship after all. Ah, that was brilliant in China, wasn't it? Albeit, mm. probably benefited uh, from a timely pit stop when the safety car came out. But look, of you course. can only uh, you can only try your best. But uh, this weekend, boys, we head to Azerbaijan. Not exactly sure of where it is, we but the, we're heading around the the city street circuit of Baku. Well, and boys, picturesque. believe it or not, but. Mercedes have won only one of the past six Formula One races run, and that was the very boring Abu Dhabi Grand Prix to end the 2017 season. Uh, Mm. Now, this is a a really interesting uh, track here in Azerbaijan. It has the longest straight in Formula One, boys. Really? At more than two kilometres. What? uh, Which is preceded by a much more technical section around the back of the city where it's tough to pass. Now... Mercedes are going to gear these cars up to be very quick on the straights to take advantage of what's probably still an advantage over rivals in terms of their power unit. Now, Mm. I'm tipping they're going to qualify strongly, and I reckon uh, Lewis Hamilton's going to lead the way. In fact, he can lead all the way in the race on Sunday. It's just a matter of not screwing up the strategy this time. So... Thanks to those recent results, we get a slightly more generous price than we're used to seeing, boys. Mm. And at odds of around two dollars twenty-five, I think we can get on Hamilton now before Mercedes shows their hand in qualifying. And from there, uh, he'll be winning on Sunday. So that's Lewis Hamilton in the Grand Prix at Azerbaijan on the weekend, around two dollars twenty-five. Bart, I know you've got a big take on this event. <laughs> Let's move along. All right, Mr. Mills, you'll you'll be keeping a close eye on that one, won't you? Absolutely, boys. We're getting deep into the Formula One season now, and it's just exciting to see a race every couple of weeks. Beautiful. <laughs> We've got a little AFL in this week's show Ooh. too, Mr. Mills, and mm. uh, I'm casting my eyes on a, a match of the Turdburgers once again. It's the Western Bulldogs taking on Carlton. It's not exactly a blue ribbon event this year, but uh, mm. I've still got a theory on this game, Mr. Mills. Have you got a market for me? I sure do. Um, it's actually the Bulldogs with favouritism at around a dollar forty-five. Carlton, the outsiders, not surprisingly, two eighty-five. 
Look, the toughest decision about this game is whether or not you watch reruns of The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air or you actually tune into the match itself. Uh, but I have found a bet nonetheless. Look, Ooh, Carlton, mm, good. Carlton, I actually believe Carlton have been a little bit more competitive than I thought they would be this season. And they've showed a little bit of ticker in some of their games. I think they might get up for this game because this is their chance at a W. And uh, look, the Doggies this season, they've been about as good as, you know, sitting on melted chocolate when you're wearing white shorts. It's not flash at all. Carlton at 26 and a half start. 26 and a half start, boys. You can get a $1.50. Chuck it in your multis. Carlton plus 26 and a half against the Western Bulldogs. You can get yourself a $1.50. The Mud Punters Worthwhile Wager of the Week. And a worthwhile wager time. We can make the punters some money, shall we? Bart? you got a worthwhile wager for us? I sure do. Keeping it very simple this week, boys. As we all know, I'm a biased Knights supporter mm. and Newcastle proud. And apparently there's another Newcastle team playing in a semi-final this weekend. And mm. let's face it, if the Knights, the Knights are still a long way off those kind of achievements. So with my newfound expertise in the world of the round ball, I'm looking at the Newcastle Jets who play Melbourne City Friday night mm. somewhere... Mm. Don't know the players, don't know the coach, no analysis required, boys. Mm. Newcastle Jets at $2.60, free money. $2.60, that sounds a bit generous head-to-head. Didn't the Newcastle finish like second on the ladder for the season? No idea. Okay, it's... very good. All right, Mr Mills, uh, are we going racing? Mm, well, that, uh, that game of soccer, boys, that's actually a home game. For the Jets, it's going to be a really? huge crowd there in Newcastle. And, of course, uh, if they win this, they're through to the grand final or something like that. Yeah. So it might be worth turning up. But uh, we mm. are going racing, boys. And we're heading across the Nullarbor to Perth again uh, in the form of race six, number one, Valor Road. This is the WA size produce stakes, boys, for the mm. two-year-olds. And I tell you what, this fella has been ever so impressive on debut winning the magic millions race there in uh, in uh, in western australia quite impressively and first up in the caricata plate something that's not very often done in the west that's the the two-year-old feature race over there and he's uh, carved out some incredible sectionals up front to lead all the way uh, winning by only half a length uh, officially but gee it was much more impressive than that mm. Uh, I think he's going to have absolutely no problems with the step up to 1,400 metres. And I think, boys, the uh, the bookies have this early market a little bit wrong once again. He's $2.60, jumping from gate 10 of 10. But look, he'll cross and either lead or breeze there quite comfortably. I think this is a superstar in the making. Mm. And at that price, we just have to be on. So that's Ascot on Saturday, race six, number one, Valor Road. Outstanding. Outstanding. I think you've uh, earned the, uh, what is it, earned the honour of the punters this year by delivering the goods, Mr Mills, especially with your worthwhile wages. So, worth a throw. Uh, Boys, I'm actually going to the NHL, and as you know, I love myself a bit of ice hockey. Been a little bit out of touch in the last few years. Obviously, if you go over to Canada, you can't miss it. And that's why, gentlemen, in the next round of the playoffs, I'm coming for the Winnipeg Jets at $2.10 to defeat the Nashville Predators in their upcoming playoff series. Uh, Nashville 
just finished one win clear of the Canadian team in the regular season. Thus, they'll have the home ice advantage for the finals. But, you know, given Nashville is a bit of a cultural melting pot with plenty to do, I'm shocked they even know you can still play hockey there on ice. And I'm pretty sure that the players are hanging out for Mad Monday already. It's 27 degrees this week in Nashville. Meanwhile, in Winnipeg, Mm. Winnipeg, Mm. Winnipeg. Uh, let's be honest, there's not exactly much else to do. And if you live there, you're pretty much forced to follow the local hockey team. Um, Mm. They were very impressive over Minnesota Wild in their first uh, round of the playoff series. And look, I mean, there's nothing else to cheer for or do in Winnipeg. This, like the whole city (laughs) dwells on the Jets actually doing something here. So I'm taking Winnipeg $2.10 to defeat the Nashville Predators in their upcoming playoff series. And boys... That brings us to the end of episode yes. 99, mm. but... Unbelievable, yeah. It's uh, another great episode there, boys. I've got nothing to finish with, sorry. It's been a, a very emotional week for me with the passing mm. of my mate Gav. He was oh, no. actually one of the first people in Australia to die of heartburn, boys. Um, what? Mm. I'm just really finding it hard to believe that Gav has gone. Mm. Mm. <laughs> 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 Mr. Mills. <laughs> Uh, and as I mentioned, boys, uh, stolen thunder at the top of the show. So I have absolutely nothing for the oh. outro, Pete. Oh. Uh, so let's throw back to you to dribble on for a minute, shall we? <laughs> oh, look, what about uh, what about when Jason Gillespie talked about his uh, big 200 that he scored in Test match cricket, and he said he was most nervous in the 160s. And when he went into Mark War and said, "How did he ever handle when he was in the 160s at Test cricket?" And Mark War. Well, he couldn't answer because his top scoring <laughs> test cricket was 158. So, well done, Go Dizzy ahead. Gillespie. Uh, my name's PK. That's Mr. Mills. That's Bart. We'll be back Later. for another week next week on the podcast. Episode 100. 100. Oh. Can you believe he said you'd never make it? Uh, but we will apparently. And as the lady says, subscribe and share and do all that jazz. And we'll catch you next week. Gamble responsibly. Bye. Subscribe to the podcast right now at mugpunters.com.au and search for Mug Punters Podcast on Twitter and Facebook.